So I've started the recording of this podcast about five or six times, mainly because I realized I don't have a name for the podcast yet. <laughs> so we'll just play on. I'm sure by the time I upload this, I'll settle on a name and then like freak out over the fact that I can't change it. But you know, it's there, I suppose. It's the downside of trying to launch like a new podcast without letting everyone know is you can't really ask for names beforehand. So I don't know, I'll, I'll put something together, maybe something to do with Atomic or podcast or Xbox or games or who knows. Anyways, enough enough rambling. Uh, this, uh, this is the first episode of at the as of now untitled brand new podcast and uh who am i uh i'm harry atomic i run a youtube channel called harry atomic all you gotta do is search for harry atomic and uh click on the guy with pink hair talking about xbox but um i've been doing youtube for years been doing social media for years it's my full-time job i absolutely love working on it and uh podcast has always been one of those things that i've always kind of dipped my toe in and out of um i made a few podcasts with uh, a very 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 good friend my best friend a few times um but as with uh, a lot of these things, you get a lot of false starts. Just things that are out of your control kind of come along. So I thought, you know what? I, I miss the podcasting thing. I always find it very therapeutic just to kind of sit and just chat for a while. And just really just talk about various topics um, to do with games, to do with like what I'm up to at the moment. Just in general, just having a chat and sitting back. I mean, it's always good to talk, you know what I mean? It's always good to sit back and just chat about things in general. Now, things will be a bit more structured. I mean, I do have some notes as well, so that should hopefully keep us uh, on some sort of track, I suppose. So let's just dive in. Let's just chat in general about... Uh, the first topic on the list, which is uh, the game collection. So uh, for anybody that's familiar with any of my work on YouTube or uh, seeing pictures on Instagram or following me on Twitter, um, you'll you'll know that I'm a massive game collector. I, I'm trying my best to get a full Xbox 360 PAL set. And uh, I also collect various other games for pretty much any console going. And I just, I love it. I love sitting back and just playing games and getting lost in like old games, old titles. For me, the reason why that I like um, collecting games is that a lot of people are are nostalgic for you know old consoles or nostalgic for old films or things like that. But it just amazes me that like say there's more. For example, if you're a Super Nintendo fan and you think back fondly to all those Super Nintendo games, well. There's Super Nintendo games out there that you've never played. You know what I mean? And the thought of that just, it blows my mind. Just the idea that like something that I love so much that there is some of it out there that I haven't experienced yet. So it's kind of like new interests meets nostalgia meets current interest. That's kind of the reason why that I get on it anyway. It's kind of the reason why I put a focus on playing games that you collect as well. But um, yeah, recently I've I've tried my best to kind of pick up uh, this games at the same speed as I would have picked them up before because I always went out and bought loads of bundles and or go on Facebook Marketplace and just buy up like a bundle of like 30 games and maybe I'd need like 15 of them or whatever so you would get like a huge influx but nowadays I'm kind of at that stage where I'm at like the last maybe third near in the last quarter of the set which means I have most of the common stuff I'm pretty much um, looking for some of the stranger kind of less common games or maybe games that are only exclusive to certain regions so I'm getting things less frequently these days um, but I don't know there's something about that that kind of makes me feel like I'm kind of hunting these things down now rather than just coming across them by chance so kind of late stage collecting 
collecting is, is just as fun, if not more, than that, those early days of just going out and buying like 40 games for £40 and, you know, getting home and just cleaning every one of them and taking like a full day to clean and organise and it was just oh, so much fun. The reason why I wanted to start with a gaming collecting topic is because that's mainly the, what I'm into. So even though I'm talking about gaming news every now and then, I suppose I'll be sprinkling in some game collecting topics here and there. So uh, if you hear me ranting about some random game that's like, why would he ever be playing that? It's probably for collecting reasons, or I'll, I'll at least tell myself that, I suppose. Another reason why I wanted to do this podcast as well is because um, there's other interests that I have outside of Xbox. I mean, Xbox is a big part of my interests as a gamer, and so that's that's why that I'll be talking about a lot of Xbox topics, but at the same time, I want to talk about some other topics as well. Um, namely, Final Fantasy VII. My goodness. So, um, I saw the the release trailer uh or the the i think it's the final trailer now it got uploaded to youtube at the time of recording this i think like two days ago and i'm just i'm in love with it i i cannot wait until that game comes out like most people final fantasy 7 was a huge pivotal moment for me in game and i was i was playing games regularly as a hobby when that game came out um it was the first game that i ever uh, waited to buy on the day it came out um i queued up outside a store but before you know launch days were like a big deal and i think i was the only person or there might have been one other person i don't know but i i, I was just waiting there by myself they opened the shop and it was like yeah i was you know were you waiting for the store to open like why would anyone do that and went down and got my copy of final fantasy 7 and and just played it to death i still play the exact same copy today i love it so much and to see it getting remade is uh it's it's a really cool feeling so i don't think that this is officially part of it but there was the compilation of final fantasy 7 that was being run by square enix for a while where they were releasing games, films, just various other bits, you know, around the Final Fantasy 7 story kind of fleshed it out. That's whenever we got Crisis Core, which is like one of the best games ever. It's probably a reason in itself to own a PSP. There was Before Crisis, the phone game that I don't think we ever got. I would love to see that re-released and translated for the DS. I think it would work so well. We also got uh, what was it, the, the other one? Dirge of Cerberus, that PlayStation 2 game like that third person kind of PlayStation 2 game starring Vincent. And there was also Advent Children, the film. And there was a bunch of books as well. And uh, it was just so good. Um, it was a great time to be a Final Fantasy VII fan. And, I, and they said officially about the compilation that they would keep supporting the game up to 20 years after its release. Now that was released Now that was released in 1997, which would mean that 20 years later would be 2017, which is about the time whenever the hype was kind of really up there for the remake, you know? So like, it seems as though even though we're past the 20th anniversary, I kind of like to think that this is a way of topping off the compilation of Final Fantasy VII. So I've been lucky enough to actually play the game as well there was a demo at egx i went to egx and oh, i loved it anybody that has a chance to go to conferences you should go i've been bugging my partner every so often just i i just say you know man i miss egx i'd love to be back there it's so much fun um but i was over with a friend and we were helping set up uh to show off her game that she was working on and uh her and a few friends were over there and I was just over kind of helping just doing some lifting I think they needed another person so I was there literally just to fill a number but I got a pass that allowed me into the venue early and uh, hang out late and you know it allowed me into like the sort of working backstage areas and whatever it was kind of nice but it meant that in the mornings I got to pretty much pick whatever line I wanted to be at the front of because you were in there before anyone else once you set up your booth which didn't involve much because you just left it there from the night before um you would just go over and just queue up for whatever game you wanted to play and because the public weren't in yet it meant you were pretty much 
front of the line. So we set up our booth on the day before it opened. And uh, so we were just across from the Sony booth. And Final Fantasy VII was the main thing that they were showing off. They had like 16 screens uh, and they had they already had the rope kind of set up, you know, to, to wind the queue in so the queue would be nice and organised. They already had it set up. You knew they were expecting thousands of people to play this game. And I just walked straight to the front, stood there. They said that they couldn't let me play it until I think it was 10 and it was like 5 to 10 so I stood there for 5 minutes that was the longest 5 minute wait of my life so I sat down it was the first time it was ever being shown off in the UK it was a brand new build and I got to play the game and I I was so critical like I, I stood there and for that 5 minutes that I was waiting I was excited but at the same time I was trying to keep my head on my shoulders and I was like right if you're gonna play this you're gonna have to you know you're, you're gonna have to compare it to the original don't get swept up in all of the bright lights and all of the lovely you know graphics that are that have been posted everywhere and the fact that you're sitting at the sony booth like don't don't get sucked on like just sit and objectively think is this game good or not and it blew me away uh you played in the opening reactor mission and then you fought the you know, the big mecha scorpion that's at the end of the like the first kind of area um that it ended after that fight all in all i think i spent about 25 minutes playing it and it, it's so good i was worried mostly about the battle system that was the bit that really kind of worried me because square enix have been trying to move away from turn-based things um they've been trying to make uh their battle system more dynamic and i mean you, you different people have different opinions on it um some people like the strictly turn-based thing i did some people don't like the active turn battle system of final fantasy 7 where you have to wait for the timer to fill up and then you get to uh select your action um there was also the final fantasy 10 style where it was pretty much strictly turn-based um there was also the final fantasy 13 style which was like the paradigm system where you were more like a, a party leader rather than controlling each individual member of the party final fantasy 7 has this weird battle system for anybody that's not familiar what happens is is that you control one character out of three but you can issue commands to other characters so you can fight as cloud and you can issue commands to barrett and barrett will carry out these commands as he's you know shooting whatever he's shooting and attacking whatever he's doing whatever so that's fine you're you're it's almost like final fantasy 13 in that way where you're issuing these commands but also you can take control of any other character at any time so you can like press a button to switch between different characters so let's say for example there was an enemy that was up high um and you you feel that that's the greatest threat uh you could issue the command to barrett to attack that enemy or you could just take over barrett so that you're manually entering these inputs to take care of the biggest threat while cloud just mops up enemies on the ground and it's seamless it it works so well anybody who's looking for a traditional turn-based rpg is not going to find one here however i don't think that's to the game's detriment after playing that i was really looking forward to it the fact that you can use the environment a lot more to kind of hide behind or um you know it it's just the game seems like they cared about it and that's the bit that i i'm looking forward to the most there were rumors that it was going to come out in the xbox one which would have been ideal but i don't really mind i mean i'm going to buy it on the playstation anyway so i uh, i got really excited about it when i saw the trailer um i set up the playstation in the living room i made sure it was all up to date um and ready to go um i'm now just deciding which website to pre-order it off because while i don't usually pre-order games i don't mind pre-ordering this one uh mainly because I, I've played it already. I kind of know that I like it. I know I'm at least going to enjoy uh, what it's it's going to do. Uh, if not, I'm going to, you know... It, it, they would have to do a lot for me to not like this game now. There, there are many examples of people saying that before a game comes out and then it turns out to be rubbish. But, uh, you know, I'm feeling confident enough to at least 
drop money now so that I can get it delivered and not have to do the our round trip to the game store really early in the morning on launch day but uh yeah that's the that's the final fantasy 7 uh bug just coming back now just uh, where i'm trying to save every possible second uh, so that i can play this game as long as possible uh, i'm lucky enough that i work my own hours i set my own hours of work uh, as long as i meet my deadlines then i'm i'm good to go so i'm gonna just try and build up a backlog coming up to the release of final fantasy 7 uh which has been delayed until april it's not a big deal but uh yeah it gives me more time i suppose to build up a few days off so that i can just sit and just be one of those traditional you know stereotypical couch gamers who just wallow in their own filth for a week and play japanese rpgs but um yeah so as i was saying i set up the playstation but also, um, the main reason why that I set it up it wasn't just for Final Fantasy. It was, I was taking the opportunity to set it up because I was in the middle of redoing the entire entertainment setup in the living room. So I, I took the leap and I finally got myself an Xbox One X, uh, the um, the 4K ultra cool version, which I think looks really, really nice. I love the new Xbox consoles. The original VHS one, eh, you know points for trying i suppose but yeah that thing was just god awful it looked terrible i just don't like it at all it's back in the box it'll never be taken out again uh, unless i really really need it maybe specifically for a video or something but i got myself an xbox one x these naming conventions are so difficult uh and that is now in the living room connected to a 4k tv we picked up a 4k tv so i've, I've dragged myself finally kicking and screaming into the future and it, I'm, I'm so in love with it. It's so great. We have the, the Switch in the middle. We have the Xbox on the right. And we have the PlayStation now on the left. Uh, the Xbox of which is the only one that's actually using the 4K TV. But speaking of making use of 4K, I certainly am not the person who... Uh, was doing it right it wasn't doing it properly whenever i first connected it up so i i hooked up the xbox and i thought right it's early early in the morning i'm i'm gonna set it up now i'm gonna download a whole pile of games so that i can sit down and play tonight and so i went through all the game pass games i went through all the games with gold games i went through all my previous purchases and i went right what am i gonna play tonight and for some reason the first thing that caught my eye was elder scrolls online so I searched online and saw, yeah, it's Xbox One X enhanced. Here we go, blah, 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 blah. So I, I kicked off that download and it was like 100 gig. And I was like, oh man, no way. I, I, I'll kick it off later, but I want I want something that I can download quickly now and turn on and get that wee bit of gratification so that I can then go back to work, you know, and leave the console downloading for the rest of the afternoon. So I, I went through my previous purchases and downloaded the Castlevania collection. For some reason, I just really wanted to play Castlevania. Maybe it's because I finally picked up Lords of Shadow 2 for the 360, which I've been looking at for a while. So I'm kind of Castlevania in the brain at the moment. Plus, they've announced the Season 3 for uh, the Netflix series in March, I think. So I'm going to be all over that when it comes out. Uh, but uh, for whatever reason, I had Castlevania in the brain. I downloaded this uh, Castlevania collection. I fired it up and I opened Castlevania 3 and started playing through Castlevania 3 with the Famicom audio because that brand new... Uh, audio is just oh it's so good like with the extra sound chip inside the famicom cartridge it just it sounded great and i i, I was about half a level in and i realized it was like you just bought a 4k tv spent about an hour mounting it to the wall then you ha hooked up all of the consoles of which you nearly broke your hand while trying to get your hand around the back of the tv to put on a hdmi cable because i wasn't smart enough to hook up the cables before wall mounting it got all the updates done hooked up all the other consoles 
just so that you could play Castlevania 3 in 4K. That, to me, seemed uh, a bit counterintuitive, but uh, yeah, it doesn't bother me. I just played for the next couple of levels and went, you know what, stop it, I'll have that 4K experience tonight. Of which I just launched the Elder Scrolls Online and then stood about a foot from the TV, just going, wow, wow, so good. And I, I, just, I had Tash's head done on all night, just saying, like, oh, look. Look at the grass. Look at the flowers. Look at that. Look, oh, when you walk closer to the TV, it, it, it doesn't lose its fidelity. Like, get up off the sofa and walk towards TVs and you'll know what I mean. And, you know, she did it. She let me talk absolute rubbish for a night, uh, which is usually what happens in our house. I usually just talk complete rubbish about something that I'm just obsessed with for whatever reason. Um, at the moment, it's 4K games, so I'm harping on about Elder Scrolls Online and the Xbox One, and also uh, Japanese, because I'm trying to learn Japanese as well at the moment. I've taken some lessons, but um, yeah, Elder Scrolls last night was the one that, that really, you know, uh, um, it's a weird experience, Elder Scrolls Online. Whenever you describe the features, and you describe the UI, and you describe the interactions with other characters, it's easy on paper for that game to sound fantastic it's easy to sound like hey it's like skyrim but multiplayer or it's like oblivion but multiplayer but once you play it i'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that it's unenjoyable i i enjoyed it for what it was i don't think i'll i'll super invest loads of time and it and get super lost and be like a elder scrolls online guy but i mean for sitting down for a night and running around and doing a few quests and dinging a few levels then yeah it's okay it's fine but it, it's surprising how much of the Elder Scrolls magic isn't really there which is odd because Elder Scrolls was always a series that I I for me it was like proto tier game release like you had you know AAA release yet and the release um, and then above all of that was just proto tier like if um like if Half-Life 3 was to ever come out it would be like a proto tier game release it would not matter who you are but you would at least have some sort of respect for the fact that it was coming out and for me Elder Scrolls exists on that level where you see the game being announced. I mean, Elder Scrolls 6 has already been announced, but it hasn't really. They just stuck an Elder Scrolls 6, you know, logo on screen with some hills and went, hey, Elder Scrolls 6, and everybody went, whoa. And we don't even know if they're working on it. I don't know. Elder Scrolls is a strange one. Whenever ESO was announced, I fell off my seat because I thought this was another proto-tier, like once in a console generation release or it was twice in a console generation release but like once maybe every decade release and it just came and went and i know that Xenomax were working on it but i kind of trusted that they would do okay maybe i just thought that they had more experience with online games that's why i didn't really mind that it wasn't bethesda making it but it just doesn't have the same magic and for me it's a game that you play online and ding levels and do missions that has an that's wearing an elder scrolls costume which is fine um it makes the lore a bit easier to swallow because we've had you know the tamriel lore kind of presented this so many times now that you don't have to learn a brand new lore system for another fantasy game with more races and more continents and more wars you just kind of know already that you're in the elder scrolls world and you know what you know the khajiit are and you know where morrowind is and you know where elsewhere is and you know you know who the red guard are you know you understand all this already so that's why i kind of liked it because i could just turn it on and go there you go like i tried playing final fantasy 14 online 
And it just didn't, I don't know, I got through the tutorial and I was like, man, I couldn't be bothered to kind of learn a whole new lore system right now. Maybe I will in the future, but I'm just, I'm not in that frame of mind yet. And so that's why I just downloaded ESO instead and played that because I'm, I'm in like a MMO kick at the moment. So that's, I don't know, I'll play some more. I'll keep going. Maybe it'll just be my like nighttime game where I just like sit down with a cup of tea for an hour at the end of the night and just switch my brain off and, you know, run around in Tamriel and, you know, do Elder Scrolls things, I suppose. But yeah, um, I, I I feel like I've kind of ranted on for a good bit. I just my little timer here is at like twenty odd minutes, and I know that that's not super long for a podcast, but I'm not going to keep everybody super long either. Um, usually when I do YouTube videos, you try to squeeze it down to as short of a time as possible, and you shout under the microphone, and you try to you know be loud and yeah, look at this, you know, isn't this the coolest thing ever? Like and subscribe. But because I'm not kind of doing that here, it's nice and I don't know. I just feel more relaxed about you know chatting away on a podcast and it's something that I, I really feel like I'm getting a lot out of even though I'm, I'm literally in the middle of recording the first episode I've done podcasts before I know that you get a whole different creative experience out of doing podcasts it's also a really relaxing form of like online social media creativity um also I just find them really useful as well from like a consumer standpoint like if I'm cleaning the house or something I'd rather fire on like an hour-long podcast than try to find a new YouTube video every 10 minutes so hopefully you know somebody who's working away or doing whatever you're doing today hopefully you enjoyed listening to this um it's something that i'm going to do a bit more often um so just chatting about the podcast in general just some closing remarks about it um it it probably by now has a name um this is me talking to future me uh you know don't upload this without a name also uh i'm gonna upload it on well obviously as many platforms as i can just to make things a bit more convenient but the platform that i'm going to be pushing the most is the same as i did with the last podcast i did um i'm going to be pushing the anchor app uh the reason why that i'm going to be pushing anchor is because it has this amazing feature well first of all it's free podcast upload uh tool it's kind of like the youtube for podcasts but also it uh it gives people the ability to drop me voice questions so you can download the anchor app and then you can go ahead and leave an actual voice question and i can download that voice clip that you recorded and i can put it in a future podcast and like answer some questions at the end so if anybody has any points or anything they want me to talk about or Anything maybe that doesn't fit in the usual like YouTube Xbox spectrum here would be a great place to talk about all that or, you know, just bring up any of those points or anything. So if you want, feel free to drop me some questions down in the um, the Anchor app if that's what you're using. And uh, yeah, I'll answer them and pop them into the podcast in the future and we can chat about anything, games, Xbox, uh, learning Japanese, uh, owning two dogs, just, I don't know life in general really just feel free to, to chat away anyways i hope everybody enjoyed this i know i enjoyed recording it it's like super therapeutic to just sit and just chat they uh in, in a more kind of relaxed setting but anyways um yeah i i don't know when the next one is going to be i'm going to try and at least do one of these every week i don't know if i'm going to set a day for now so you know make sure that if you do listen to this on any platform make sure to subscribe on whatever platform and uh it should give you a wee notification whenever i upload again uh which as the same gonna try maybe once a week see how things go but we'll not nail down a day just yet but anyways thanks for listening to this podcast i have no sign off i have a sign off for every other social media except this one but yeah thanks for listening and i suppose i'll chat to you guys next time